Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Clear 20 gigabytes of disk space, but don't delete anything. So a few months ago, I had this call. So a customer called and they had less than one gigabyte of hard disk space left on their C drive and requested for some more disk space. I signed into the computer and first recommended the usual. Me. Okay, ma'am, I need you to delete files you will no longer need or move them to the network drives. Customer. I don't want to do that. Can't you just do it for me? Me. Ma'am, I'm not sure what files you still need. I can recommend some of the larger ones, but it's ultimately up to your discretion. Customer. No, then. I don't want to risk deleting anything important. Me. Okay, ma'am, if that's the case, there is some temporary data I can clear. Do you mind if I sign into the computer and do that? Customer is unsure. Okay. Sign into computer and open disk cleanup. I find that I can easily empty the recycle bin or clear the download folder to clear 10 gigabytes. Me. Okay, ma'am, I'm going to clear the data from these two folders. Would that be okay? Customer. No, don't do that. I know what's in those folders and still might need it. Me. Okay, I'll just clear the internet cache and cookies. It won't be much, but every bit of data helps. Customer really unsure. Uh, okay. I start clearing the folder when the customer screams, Wait! I still want that data! Stop deleting things! Me. Ma'am, we need to clear up some disk space. You have less than a gigabyte left, and you won't be able to download or save any more files. You chose to reject all the solutions I provided. I can't think of a way to free up disk space without deleting or moving something. Customer. The last person pushed a button and it freed up 20 gigabytes. Just do that. Me. Ma'am, I don't think that's possible. Customer. Clearly, you don't know what you're doing. Put things back to how they were and I'll talk to someone else. Me. Ma'am, the data I deleted was only unneeded temp data and there's no way to restore it. Customer hangs up. I report this to my supervisor who thought the customer was crazy. Well, your supervisor was right. It's kind of dumb. I mean, she obviously didn't understand how things work. You can't free up space and not take anything out. If you have a bucket that's full of rocks and you need to put more rocks in, but it's out of space, you need to take some of the old rocks out. It's like going to Jiffy Lube, asking for an oil change, but you don't want them to take the old oil out before they put the new oil in. It's useless. Oh, well, some people just can't be helped. Please close this ticket or that time karma worked in our favor. Hello, fellow IT slaves. I have a nice little story of karmic justice to help brighten an otherwise miserable Monday. I'm on mobile, but have no real excuse for anything, so feel free to eviscerate me for any spelling and grammar mistakes to your heart's content. On to the story. We have a new end user that was hired on about six weeks ago, and it immediately became clear she was one of those users. I know you have one too. You're probably thinking about them right now. Every day is a new issue. Refuses to actually troubleshoot anything, berates and belittles whenever able, and so on. A general pain in the butt, and the call that none of us on the help desk want to be stuck with. Well, today was my lucky day. Huzzah. Her computers are completely dead and won't work at all. Yes, computers, as in more than one. Because she has a laptop and two desktops. Right. As usual, getting any real information other than not working is worse than pulling teeth. However, after about 20 minutes, I'm able to piece enough together that it seems like her charger died which means her laptop's battery drained after being used all morning, as one would expect. Okay, that's an actual issue for a change. Since I'm just a lowly help desk grunt, I can't actually do anything, so that means a ticket needs to go to the T2 team that can issue new or replacement equipment. 
That went over about as well as a tank over a rope bridge. Not at all. Well, how long is that going to take? Considering that 75% of us work remote and we happen to both be on the opposite side of the U.S. as the main office, not to mention that I just work the help desk and don't get told anything about equipment inventory, I really don't know. But that's just my laptop. Why don't my desktops work? Because those are just monitors, man. They just display whatever the laptop tells them to. This is ridiculous. I'm not getting off the phone until you get me someone that will actually help me. Sure thing. Let me transfer you over to my manager. Manager talks to her for 20 more minutes, agrees that she's just knucking futz, and kindly reaches out to the T2 team for someone to help this poor woman as soon as possible, as well as this poor woman's manager. Well, she got her help all right. A couple hours later, as my day is drawing to a close, an interesting termination ticket catches my eye. It's for our dear pain in the butt, effective immediately. Not even at the end of the business day. Remove all access right now, which I gladly did. The Wheel of Karma turned in favor of the help desk for once, and I'll raise a glass to that. Edit. Apparently my ninja edit didn't save, but I missed my favorite part. On the original ticket that I had escalated, the user's manager left us a nice little note, and the inspiration for the title of this post. Please close this ticket, as this person is no longer with the company. Thank you for all your help. Ah, another one of the entitled masses, who is not only clueless, but very special indeed. It's funny because usually in these situations, they're like the hardest people to get rid of for some reason. I don't know if it's because of nepotism, because they're sleeping with the right guy. I don't know. But it seems like the more of a pain in the butt someone is, male or female, don't get me wrong. It seems like, you know, the dumber they are and the more entitled they are, the longer they stay around. Crappy internet is IT's fault. I worked for a company that was going through a period of growth. We asked to be brought into the conversation early so that we could determine if there was high-speed internet in each new location. The CEO applauded the CFO about finding a cheap place to establish a remote office. The guy even got a bonus. Every single time, the best we could get was 1.5 megabits down and up. And everyone had issues with these locations working nights and on weekends because it was scary as F. I had someone from a different part of the business complex scare off someone who was trying to break into my car. I had enough. I sent an email to the CEO stating that every single location was presenting an unsafe place to be at night, when many people were returning company vehicles or equipment. I included the statement from the guy that caught someone breaking into my car. Also, I included the fact that IT was never included in the search for the new offices, and the only option was slow connections. Yeah, everyone was afraid of the CFO because he asked with their budgets if they ticked him off. The CEO came down on the CFO and asked for clarification. CFO admitted he didn't think IT needed to be involved in site selection, but he saved the company a lot of money on rent. At the end of the day, we were stuck in office leases, but from that point forward, we were involved in the selection of new offices. From then on, I knew the CFO was gunning for me, but he couldn't do anything overtly. I left about a year after that. Not that I was worried about getting fired. I was thinking about going into management, which I did. Yeah, I can't imagine why most at least heads of departments, wouldn't need to be involved with site selection. Kind of has to work for everybody. Health and safety, infrastructure, you name it. This CFO sounded like a real punk, but uh, good luck in your management role, man. They're going to miss you. Hopefully your IQ points don't drop too much going into management like that. Doesn't everyone love getting cursed out when doing their job? Well, here's my tale. I'm going to start by setting a background for this tale from tech support. This took place in the summer of 2019 at a private club. 
think along the lines of a yacht or golf type club. The CEO called my office and the conversation went pretty much like this. Me. Hi, this is Codebooker from Small Computer Company, Inc. How may I be of assistance to you today? CEO. Hi, Codebooker. This is CEO of Local Fancy Club. We're having problems with our door card system. Me. Okay, what kind of problems? CEO. The CPU it's running on stopped working and without that, we're having to manually buzz in every member who comes to the club. Some of the club members are complaining about it, so we'd really like it fixed pronto. Me. Okay, let me know the address and I'll head over. I also discussed what would be involved and what might be needed and was basically told to do whatever I think is best to get it working and reliable for years to come. So I get the address, head to the club, and the CEO lets me in and shows me to the room where the door access system is. He then thanks me for coming so quickly and leaves to attend another matter. I started diagnosing the problem and ended up realizing it was this old motherboard. Now this computer is from the early 90s, I'm talking beige galore, and its CPU is on a card, not on a socket on the board like we see on modern systems. I ascertained from the bar manager that it ran Windows 95. She was the one responsible for adding or removing card credentials from members when it needed doing, so she was familiar with the system. I decided to pull the hard disk drive and I took it back to my office to begin the process of fixing and subsequently bulletproofing their system. I cloned the hard drive into a virtual drive file and using a Dell Optiplex that had a serial port on it for connection to the wall unit of the door system, I installed Windows 10 LTSCN, then VMware Workstation Pro. Use the virtual drive in VMware to boot this Windows 95 instance up. After 30 minutes of Windows 95 installing, the VMware drivers and me logging in and making sure the software was there and worked, I made a copy on a rugged backup drive and called it quits for the evening. The next morning I took the system over to the club before they opened so I could install and test it before members arrived. The bar manager from before buzzed me in, then unlocked the room where the system was. I hauled the new equipment in and installed it. New display, because the old one was CRT, new mouse, new keyboard, and the new Optiplex. I just finished hooking everything up and was about to press the power button when the club's financial officer stormed in. I later found out that was his position on the board of the club. He will be further referred to as Dick. Dick storms in and screams. Who the F do you think you are? Me, the IT guy from small computer company that CEO called to fix the broken door system. Dick, how do you know how to fix the door card system? Have you done 36 hours of research on it like I have? Me, no I. Dick cut me off. Dick. If you haven't done as much research as I have on this system and on Windows 95 and how to operate it, then you shouldn't be touching it. Who do you think you are to come mess with my system? You are some dumbass M... Yeah, I'm not even going to go there. Craigslist computer repair person the CEO hired on the cheap, aren't you? Me. No, that's... I couldn't get a word in edgewise. Dick. I had 36 hours of research on this system. 36 hours and you can't fix it like this. You don't know what you're doing. You must find a replacement part for the box that was sitting there where you put that equipment. And who told you we'd be paying for all that new equipment? I never authorized that. You shouldn't be messing with this system. You clearly don't know what you're doing. You're going to cost us thousands by attaching your equipment to our system. If you've broken my system, I'll have the club sue you into oblivion. You are just some dumb, clueless idiot off the street who knows zero things about my system. You should never have been let in here. You don't know how to properly fix this. He cussed and belittled me up one side and down the other until a fly wouldn't pitch on me for about 10 minutes. The bar manager came in at one point to see what was going on and why there was screaming, and he had her in tears because she let me in here, without his express permission. I had enough of his unending tirade. Me. Dick was steadily belittling me. Hey, hey, hey! You shut the F up and let me talk now. I know, not professional, but at that point in time, I didn't care. 
The system's fully installed and right when you came in and started your little power trip was when I was going to press the power button and confirm it was working. So if you would be quiet for about 30 seconds and let me press this power button, pointing to it, you would see that me, the clueless dumb guy, was able to get you guys out of a jam and fix the problem. Dick looked ticked, but stayed quiet long enough for me to get the system booted up. Once the system booted, it auto-logged in and opened VMware. I then pressed the green play button and the VM started and Windows 95 resumed from suspension. I asked the bar manager to log in and register a new door card. She registered a door card and I then walked out the main door with a new door card, let it close behind me and used the new card to buzz myself in. I got through the door then walked back in the room where bar manager and Dick were and exclaimed, It works! Dick immediately stormed out of the room. I thanked the bar manager. She thanked me. Then I left and went back to the office and called CEO. I told CEO what happened. He told me to bring him the bill and he'd pay it immediately along with an extra tip for my troubles with Dick. So I brought him the bill and the backup drive, told him to put it in the club safe in case the door system breaks again. He handed me an envelope with a check for the invoice amount and in the envelope behind the check was a five crisp $100 bills. Wow. In the years since this happened, Dick was forced to resign as financial officer on the account of people not being able to stand to be around him or work with him. Good job, Dick. That's the thing about malicious compliance. Nine times out of ten, there's going to be at least one party in each story that's on a severe power trip. And the moral to that, boys and girls, is don't be a dick. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.